Ooh, welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Connor Weil, and he played Will Belmont in Scream, the TV series. Hey, Connor, how are you doing? Yo, I am so good. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. What's up? Not much. I'm excited about this interview. Been looking forward to it. Like I said, like before we started recording for a lot, for since we set it up. So I'm really excited about this. So the first question I got for you. Awesome. It's great to be here. No problem. So the first question I got for you is how did you get your start into acting? Great, great question. Uh, I got my first ever theater performance play when I was 10 years old. And then after that, I call it, I got bit by the bug, right? I had to be on stage all the time, just always on stage in front of people. And at 16, I decided that I had to go pro. It was time. So nice. um, my family and I came to Los Angeles for three months and that was 11 years ago. So <laughs> it's been uh, such a ride. I just can't stay away from it. I love it so much. Um, it's just been my life's dream forever, man. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. So what was your audition like for Scream, the TV series? Oh, it's such an, it was a crazy experience. I, I'll break it down real fast. I uh, originally auditioned for the role of Noah, right? Yeah. So like kind of the geeky know-it-all. And I love the role. I wanted, I'm always trying to find interesting roles like that. So I go in, I read it, and they, on the way out, are like, yeah, nice try. Can you go ahead and read for the jock role? His name is Will Belmont. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. So I came back in, read for Will. It just clicked so naturally. Mm -hmm. And one thing led to a callback, to a second callback, tested uh, alongside Willa Fitzgerald for uh, MTV, you know, and right. uh, Dimensions, everything. And then I lost the part. They came back and said, actually, we need to go ethnic with. Said, hey, fine, go ahead. I totally get it. And then about a month and a half later, I get a third phone call. And they said, ah, just kidding. You got the part. And nice. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> like, Don't mess with me. Don't mess with me. And they're like, no, no, no. It's for real. You got the part. So okay. it was like, uh, oh, gotcha. Oh. It was so crazy. That's awesome. Awesome. So obviously, because it was on MTV, your uh, death scene wasn't shown in graphic details like it would be if it was in a movie. Um, so uh, how but how was the whole setup for the scene done? Uh, wow, that it was actually scary. So I, uh, they had been toying with how to kill me for a few weeks. Okay. <laughs> and they would like float things past me. They'd be like, you know, we're thinking about you getting stabbed and I'd be like, oh, awesome. Okay. And they'd be like, yeah, but we're also thinking about you getting like crushed by something. And I was like, even better, like keep it coming. Um, and finally they, they settled on, we're going to literally like cut you in half. And I went, okay, that's too perfect. Done. We walk <laughs> on set and there's the, the machine with the blade sitting there. And I went with a, with a chair in front of it. Right. So like, I'm, and I go, how is this guys how is this going to work because that looks a little too realistic for what what i think is happening so what yeah it was gnarly so basically what they did was they used like a blue screen right like a green screen setup right and the way it spliced together was crazily realistic but um they had me you know really really freaking out on camera cut i'd step off and then they literally just brought the arm down on top of the chair and i was like 
<laughs> right? So, um, yeah, it was really well executed. I think it looked awesome. <laughs> that is actually really cool. And I watched the scene uh, before this interview, you know, just prepping, looking at a couple of scenes because it's been a while since it's been on MTV. Yeah. Um, so I was trying to refresh my memory with some stuff. And uh, just I seen when I watched your death scene, I'm like, damn, I don't remember uh, Willa Fitzgerald played Emma. I don't remember her getting like all splatter. That must have been hell to get off. It was hell for her. I felt so bad. It was basically a large PVC cannon, okay, oh. like this thick with a big air compressor. And she just had to stand there and get blasted with all of this like goo and fake oh. blood. Handled it like a champ. But as soon as she was yeah. done and they all cut, like six people were on top of her, just like wiping her off. And like, <laughs> oh, it was so epic. Oh, it's awesome, though. It really is. It's, it's, I'm an indie filmmaker myself. Like I do like I, I do um like, you know, low budget horror films and that. And uh, the best part is just doing is doing the death scenes. I think I'm a better I'm better dying on camera than I am dialogue delivery. That's so funny. You know what's funny? I have died in probably 95% of the projects that I've ever done, literally. Even, I've done a lot of Disney Channel too, and even when right. I'm on Disney Channel, where you're not allowed to die, right? Because right. it's, it's a kid show. I still end up in the hospital. I end up like knocked out all the time. I'm just like, so my joke is like, I get a script and I'm like, uh, do I die? Oh, I do? Great. <laughs> then I'm probably going to get it. <laughs> and on a side note, I don't have this as one of my questions, but on a side note, I am a fan of Days of Our Lives. And for those that are Days of Our Lives fans, you were on there as Mark McNair. I think you were on four episodes, five episodes, something like that. Nailed it. I, I remember you were on there and I was like, that's right. He played Mark. That's awesome. And I just, right before this interview, I just finished today's episode of days. Oh, nice. I love it. I, I love days of our life. Nice. Like I've been trying to get on the show for so long. And so when they let me, they cast me as Mark McNair, I could not be more thrilled. Um, awesome. they, the cast was so incredible that's and awesome. uh, everyone was really welcoming, really professional. We had so much fun. Again, I got beat up, you know, <laughs> so, like it's, it was just like, so such a blast um yeah i was i really have such respect for those actors they're the real deal so that's awesome so the next question i got for you um so did you know that you were going to be killed off when you were casted or how long did it into filming did you know, uh, find out that you were going to be killed excellent question i totally did not know that i was gonna die um and it was right before the sixth ep we got the script for the sixth episode i got seventh i get i got a call from the showrunner jill blotoball um, who is absolutely an amazing writer and showrunner. She just absolutely killed it, pun intended. Um, she gave me a call and goes, hey, have you read episode six yet? And I was like, oh, I was just sitting down to. And she goes, okay, well, it's going to look like you die at the end of episode six. You do, but you do die at the end of episode seven. Okay, love you, bye. <laughs> and that was it. And I was like, oh, okay. And that was kind of how it Shocking, yes, but it just made so much sense. Um, you know, the characters had just been up against um, uh, Ghostface, you know, our, our rendition right. of Ghostface. And at that point, it was like, somebody needs to die. And Will had just had this amazing arc. They In episode seven, I got this like redemption arc. I, you know, I was the cheater boyfriend that then like saves the day kind of in a way. Um, such a beautiful send off. I read it and I was like, this is the best character death i've ever had <laughs> like, so good yeah that is really cool actually so did you, uh did you ever find out before it was revealed on who the killer was and if so uh, and if not like when did you find out 
I found out with everybody else. Oh, they nice. didn't say anything on set. And we kept trying, you know, as the cast, we were like, right. I know who the killer is. And they'd be like, oh, really? Who? And we'd be like, Kieran. And they'd be like, oh, interesting. We'd be like, just tell us. Just, I mean, come on, we're on the cat, right? Like, let us know. And they're like, no, you just gonna have to find right. out. The funny thing is, Kieran was a killer, just not revealed till season two. It's right. And so we literally, it was like, it was a roller coaster for us as the cast. Right. We got to kind of find out with you. They just kept it so close to the chest. It was so funny. So did, did Amelia know she was even going to be revealed as the killer? Or did she have to wait until the script came in? I, you know what? I forgot to ask her. I feel like they let her know like an episode or two before. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And she wasn't at the beginning. It was just like, yeah, you do start to play scenes more killer-esque. So we, it's, it makes sense. And uh, she couldn't tell any of us. They told her, they swore her to secrecy. Yeah, so we were like, you probably had to file also like fill out so many NDA clauses and everything. It was <laughs> ridiculous. Absolutely. It was so yep. much fun. So fun. <laughs> so um, what was your most memorable moment while filming Scream? Ooh, that is a great, great question. Um, man, my, I have to say that I loved working with, I really loved working with everybody. Like we had so much time with so many cool different directors to really break down scenes and find our character, right? So it sounds very cliche, but I really enjoyed working with Tom Madden, who our characters were together a lot, right? Will and Jake. And he just had this energy that was like so open and free that we would, you know, start, we get, we get the shot in like two or three takes, but right. we just got to play for five or six or seven more. And we kept finding these moments with our characters. We had so many, and just the, the chemistry was so alive with this cast. It was really, it was magic. That's awesome. That's really cool. So um, what was the most suspense, uh, suspenseful or scary scene that you filmed for Scream? Oh my God. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> right, right off the bat. There's the scene where uh, Will gets like dragged away by the killer and they're in that like a house. Okay. Um, that was an, that was a real abandoned warehouse that they found off some interstate in Louisiana. And they were like, okay, so, you know, in the shot, we're going to be following you with the steady cam. You're just going to walk through that pitch black room alone. And you're going to go like, see who's back there. And I was like, uh, what? It was actually terrifying. It was like this old abandoned car you know mechanic shop and i was like i'm there's actual ghosts in there i'm 100 convinced don't make me go back there <laughs> it was like actually scary yeah i wonder if they have to get permission to film in one of those abandoned warehouses i'm guessing maybe the property owners like the landowners yeah the property owners or with the like with the city you just gotta be like yeah. hey i know the building for rent we're just gonna go use it but you think they like open the doors or something no they're like no it's pitch black go ahead just run in there and see what's up and i was like you first man come on <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so uh your character obviously is a basketball player the jock um do you personally play basketball I do. I love playing basketball. Um, but of course, as soon as the pressure is on, AKA, I actually had to make that three point shot at the end yeah. of episode two to like, like win the game. Yeah. And I practiced for like five days straight, just like nice. three pointers over and over and over again. And we didn't that scene until literally like four or five in the morning at this wow. like high school. And so I was exhausted. We were all tired. We had the choreography down and I kept making jokes all day. Like, 
I got to make that shot. I got to make the shot. And everybody was like, you're going to make it. You're totally going to make it. It took me like seven or eight takes to finally get the shot. And it was just like the pressure kept building. And I was like, "Ah, this is the last four. Come on. Um, But I finally sunk it. And it was like a party. We like, finally, when I did it, there was no acting. We were like, what? Just like scooping up. It was great. So excited after that. And it just played off right on TV. It did. It was like, just keep the cameras rolling. We're all freaking out. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how did you adapt your playing strategy of basketball into your scenes? Um, oh, that is a great question. I actually uh, took that as like, basketball is very strategy forward, right? Mm-hmm. Like it is very much a chess game. So yeah. as we kind of dove into the scene work of like, who's the killer? There's something going on. My character cheated. Like we have to figure this out. Yeah. I totally took it as like, yes, I play the jock, but Will was so much more than just like, I'm the jock going on a scholarship. He was like, I have to work to make the scholarship. I have to put myself forward to get there. And I, I try to throw that so hard in my scene work with both with, you know, with Emma, with my friends, with like, guys, you cannot mm-hmm. think I'm the killer because I'm trying to dig my way out of the, the hole here. And I think that I hope that that made his death so much more tragic, which is right. like, wanted to get out you wanted to go to college to be a good guy right and that's over yeah exactly and the thing is like that's the best part about this being scream the tv series over scream a movie because you have episodes and each of them are what like an hour long each so you have character development that you you can give all these characters their their you know their development and the redemption story and all that and you don't have to fit it into just a two-hour movie you can fit it over the course of an entire season it's so true. I think it's the best treatment that they could have given the Scream franchise. The movies right. were so beyond epic, and we right. all we know that they're incredible. But to give it a series where we could right. do exactly that and yeah. just stretch and let it happen. Oh my gosh, it was like it was a dream come true. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that uh, like Scream Five is actually in. I think they're filming now, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's supposed to be released next January, which is pretty exciting. So cool. I just, I'm so excited for them. They deserve to have another, we, we can't get tired of it, right? It's right. like the John Wick movies. We're like, we, we're not tired of it. Keep it coming, please. Those are the if movies we, that keep giving me heart attacks or even the show itself. Like, who's the killer already? And that's what, I love the TV series. I really love the TV series, but I hate it at the same time because it's like, I don't, I can't wait two hours to see who the killer is. I have to wait all these weeks and months. That's it. That's especially with streaming now, where it's like, I should be able to binge this. Come on. Right. I'm 10 hours today. Right. Me. It's nope, good you wait. now because it's on Netflix, so they could binge it all on Netflix if they haven't seen it, which I mean, most people have seen it, I would assume, but it's really a good, it's, it's that good that, like, I mean, I couldn't wait till the next one. It was, it's like that amazing. I love it, really- it. I'm so glad that you liked it. We had so much fun filming it. And we just hoped that everybody like saw the love that we dumped into it. Cause we, we really tried to be very, very careful with it because it has such an establishment, right? Like we, we took it in our own direction. People were kind of like iffy, iffy about the ghost, you know, the new way we went with ghost face. Um, but we were like, we want it to be our own thing, but we do want to pay, pay homage, you know? So um, I'm glad it translated. Awesome. So uh, what was the chemistry like on set between yourself and the other actors? Uh, the chemistry was fire. Like literally from, from, so for the final callback, I tested with Willa Fitzgerald who played Emma and um, immediately it was like, oh yeah, like the, our characters, our chemistry is like great. Me and um, Tommy, uh, 
who played Jake was absolutely like our friendship just exploded. Um, even though like I loved hanging out with Johnny Carna who played Noah, right? Even though we were supposed to be like not in the same crew, we, our chemistry was like fire. Me and Amadeus who played Kieran, right? Like he, we were supposed to be rivals, but they'd yell cut. We just like bro hug and like, dude, that was so much fun. Like we could not get enough <laughs> of like each other. Um, so whenever we had to like get in fights or anything like that, I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> I don't like this, but I'm fine. And it's good because, like, obviously, um, it's it's good to have a family, especially on a TV set. It makes it makes the on-screen chemistry for the scenes that you do. Obviously, the people you like on screen, <laughs> it makes it come more realistic. Um, and it 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 shows off on the screen, like you could you could tell that you and Willa, you know, Willa Fitzgerald had a good a good chemistry on set. And then, like, obviously, when you had to do the cheating part, it's like, oh like really like he had to do this to her what and then she it's ended up going for uh for kieran which brings me to my next question um do you think uh like did um if will could do one thing in his relationship with emma that would probably be the reason that she would not have left him for kieran what do you think will would have done differently uh besides not cheat <laughs> yeah besides not cheat um, I, you know, as it went, it was so interesting because you're, I, as Connor, I looked at it and I was like, dude, if you want her back, you got to fight for her. Like, don't just sit back and sulk. Right. Yeah. And I feel like Will's realization was he missed her and he wanted her so bad. but I think his circumstances was kind of like, I can't fight for you if you don't want, if you have me back. You know, I, I have plans. I want to go to college. I want to make my life thing. And um, I think he also had a little bit of self-pity. Let's be real, right? Like he wanted to do these things. So uh, as Connor, I told him, he was like, dude, go fight for her. <laughs> you know, go get her back. Um, but it was just showed kind of the, the growth of Will, right? Like he needed to kind of put himself aside. And then in the end, he got his like, I'm here to fight for you. I'm here to fight for you. Awesome. And then he died. That's what, yes. made, that's what made it tragic, right? And the worst part of it is he didn't just die. He literally died right in front of Emma, literally in front of Emma. Like, as she's like, I think I'm going to choose you. Boom. Like, right. And, and to make matters worse, she technically killed Will because she tripped on that wire. That was the ultimate psychological thing, right? <laughs> This whole series, our goal was to psychologically mess with you, right? Even right. Like back in the 90s with the original screen thing, we didn't have cell phones yet. We didn't have social media. Right. So it was very easy to like, my phone doesn't work. In this, we were like, we wanted to take place in everywhere America, yeah. right? Our sets were very specific to so like, this yeah. could be your hometown. Uh, this killer was like blowing up Twitter, blowing up your Facebook, right. sending your like, your sexting things all over the school. And yeah. then things like that, where it's like, I'm sorry, you killed it. I, you, you know, like just it right. really got into everybody's like psyche. It gave everybody the shivers. That was yeah. our goal. Awesome. So then the bounce off of the, the will, you know, the Emma cheating on will thing. Um, and do you know, I mean the will cheating on Emma thing. Um, do you know if will ever thought he'd have competition for Emma? I don't think he did. Exactly. He thought they were like the Archie and right. Like he thought he was like good old homeboy. Right. And I think it, he didn't know how to handle the competition right and he didn't know like hey man you have to step up you have to go fight for her he didn't know so he kind of fell back and fell on his laurels and was like she, she should like me right but he had some learning to do exactly so did you think uh did you ever think that you there was a possibility you were the killer of the series i 
Yes, I totally thought so in the first couple episodes. Okay. I was convinced, actually, I was pretty convinced. <laughs> I was like, I think that I'm doing this. I think I'm upset. I think I feel like underprivileged. I right. think I'm going to come and do this. And as the episodes went, I was like, I don't think I'm the killer anymore. I think I'm the guy trying to make things right. And I start, so I played it that way. I played it very, very earnest. And um, I wanted to be the killer. Let's put it right. that way. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yep. But, uh, exactly. I mean, the best part is, is that like, I mean, when you're the kid, obviously when you're the killer, you don't, you're not, you're pretty much nine times out of 10 elicits as a ghost or a flashback, not returning because you're going to get killed. The killer is going to get, you know, killed by the final girl, you know? So obviously you weren't the killer. You still got killed because there's obviously those other victims, but uh, it's, it's the suspense that leads up to it. And ultimately, of course, Emma survived. And then we had others survive. Like we had Carlson Brooke, we had, she survived, Noah survived, and I believe, yeah, Jake survived because he died in, I think, was it episode one or two of the second one? Correct, correct, did yeah. Did you watch season two? Yes, I did. I was following along with everybody on the, the hoops and turns, and um, yeah, shout out to Carlson and Bex, who I haven't even mentioned yet, unfortunately. Like, they were such, like, the, they brought such amazing, like, Carlson playing the, like, the, the snotty, like, Yep. girl at the beginning that then morphs into this like caring loving person yep. amazing and Bex just bringing like the misunderstood yep. you know lesbian character who then yep. like takes over at the end yeah like kicks ass like yep. the the girl power in this show was so incredible without it being so much in your face that you're like okay we get it like it was like i'm sorry like the females have this down it was so okay. cool and Bex, she, like, I literally knew um, when she didn't die in the first season and when she came back for the second and, you know, how it started with her, that I knew Emma was going to be that final girl, but Bex was also going to be, like, that side chick. She's going to be that one that's going to literally, you know, be the one to get the comeuppance because it's, it's messing with her. Like, it switched, kind of switched from Emma being the final girl to season one to Bex and Emma being the final girls. You know, and then you throw Brooke and, you know, Carlson into the mix. And it's like, you have a, a three, I don't want to say it like that because it sounds bad, three-way final, you know, these girls that are literally kicking this killer's ass. And of course you're going to need it because you got Kieran being the killer when it's revealed. Like he is a, he's beefy, he's buff. Like he's not going to be easy to take down. You have these three girls that are up on it. And then of course you have John Carno played uh, Noah. He did great. You have all these people that are coming into play. And I mean, you can't kill them all off because you need, if you want to, ex you know, extend the series, you need to, uh, you need to keep some of the, you know, some of the actors that were in the, the previous seasons into it. Now, do you know if there was an end goal for the Brandon James story? Because obviously we were going to get that, but then season three switched to a whole new story arc. Whole new thing. Um, I, I don't know about any Brandon James and, and story going on. Um, I know that after, you know, season three is obviously uh, under a new thing and I, they're doing a great job and I, you know, support and give all my love to those actors and that production team because yeah. they are just rolling with it. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think, you know, Brandon James deserves a, uh, uh, an ending at some point for sure. I do agree. I, I, do I agree. think there needs to be something there because it's, oh, it was so good. It, his backstory, or even was set up to where we're like, I'm sorry, I still hate him, but I get it. <laughs> you know, oh, like yeah. you still, that's why you feel conflicted. You're like, 
I hate the killer. It's not like a likable villain, but I get it. So how is this going to wrap up? You know, just so cool. Um, and I agree with all the girl power thing you were saying, like the three girls at the end, three different people, right? Like right. we have the high school stereotypes. We have the popular, we have the snotty, we have the outcast. Right. And the jocks, the ones who are supposed to like save the day are yep. the first ones that it's like right. so put on its head in a great yep. way. It's like, this is real life. Right. Know? And that's why when you talk about a horror movie, you have the final girl. You don't have the final guy. Friday the 13th, Halloween. There's always a female that survives. Granted, there are males that survive too, but you don't talk about them. You talk about the girl because she's doing all the work. She's doing all the ass kicking. Yes. The dude's like, are you okay? I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> well, they're knocked <laughs> out, but not dead. Yeah. The girl's like, I'm sorry. I'm the I get stalked all the time. Like, let me handle my business. You know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, God rest his soul, Wes Craven. Uh, he was the, ex one of the executive producers of the season one. Um, was he on set at all? Did you ever interact with him? Or what was it like working with him if he was? I, oh man, I, I never got to meet him. I don't, I can't remember if he was ever on set. Um, I definitely get to meet him. All the, the best I heard was they showed him the pilot after we shot it and okay. he gave like double thumbs up. Nice. And all of us like broke down into tears when we got that news. Like nice. double thumbs up. He was like, best of luck. This is awesome. And we were like, oh, <laughs> that's amazing. We are good. We'll keep going. Thank you, sir. You know, we were so blessed because um, he was such a legend and his visions were so amazing. I mean, we took literally just piggybacked off of what he did, you right. know, so to have him enjoy what we did was like life complete, <laughs> you know? Exactly. So I, I think that, uh, that MTV was a good home for it. Um, do you believe that maybe it should have been on another station like FX or AMC where it could have been given a proper, like more, more, you know, more gore and, you know, more flexibility to make it in, into a more of a horror trope instead of, you know, a teenage type of maybe, I guess, a PG-13 type of slasher? Good, great question. I actually think MTV was the perfect home for it mm -hmm. for the first couple seasons because we wanted to share with everybody, right? Even, I mean, we knew that like teenagers and um, young adults and, and adults would be into this, but when we were able to show like the 12th or who are like super into mm -hmm. horror and yeah. they were like i got to watch it because i you know yeah. it's, i got my parents let me or whatever it was yeah. um it felt so good to be like we can connect with you that way now going forward if they ever decide to like finish brandon james's story right then i can argue let's go someplace where we really get into it and really yeah. suss it out because we had darkness right like we we kept it lighter and the deaths were gory but still of, you know, right. for the 13 year old crowd. But if we're going to go farther with it, I think the characters are forever changed, right? You don't go through that and come out of it like, eh, like we're going to just right. keep going nice and little. I think it's got to, it's, there's darkness, there's things that need to be explored. Right. So I think going forward, I think we could have some fun on a different network. I do I think it was perfect for the first two seasons though agreed and um i think that like because of where and where it left off obviously um it's been a couple years now so maybe they're finishing up college or they're in college and you know kick it off there and then ben brandon james re you know re-emerges from the from the woodwork you know i think that's perfect because like yeah like you said like we were right. high schoolers right yes. so at high school level we wanted to connect with those high schoolers as well right once we're all now we are all into college age and young adults right. and it's like now we're in the real world welcome back you know it's very right. much like sydney prescott right yes. was in high school yep. 
And then all of a sudden she's out and now she's re- she's an adult and yep. growing up and, and it just keeps getting crazier and crazier. So um, yeah, I think I think that my answer six MTV for now, but going forward, I think there could be more. Right. So they come out with a, say they come, hypothetically, they come out with a season four. We have, you know, Willa Fitzgerald returning, John Carter returning, Bex returning, you know, Carlson returning, you know. Do we get a Connor while returning? Maybe uh, we have a um, twin brother, so to speak, of uh, of Will. <laughs> I, I I've, I've thought about this. Hey, the twin brother thing would be awesome, <laughs> right? I would love to get that. But I also see Will as kind of like the guardian angel over over Emma, That'd right? Be- so it would be cool to see him like her dreams or speaking to her in some way to help her because that's all he wanted in the end right is like right. keep her safe keep her grounded make sure she was she was good right. so i yeah it, i mean it's you know when when i write it <laughs> if it gets written um that that's where i see will like obviously the twin brother thing would be awesome and crazy but um yeah. i just see him as a guardian angel you know over that'd be her. so cool though. I, I think that would be really neat and like and you know we're all humans, you know, we make mistakes. I mean, sometimes you, you make drastic and horrible mistakes and, you know, you, if you cheat or something like that, but overall, Will wasn't that bad of a guy. He made a mistake, he cheated, but he really did love Emma and he was trying to make it right. And then unfortunately his life was cut short, you know, in the end. So maybe he can, you know, he comes to Emma as that guardian angel and maybe he's her way of, you know, protecting her, you know, just kind of guiding her through this whole next sorted murder spree that's going on. I, that's what I see because that with, with Will Belmont jumping into the series with the mistake, right? Yeah. Like he got a couple episodes before he messed up. It was like episode one. Right. And so that's what gave him the humanity was we got to see him right away. Yeah. Trying to fix his mistake. Exactly what you said. Like exactly. he's earned his way back. He's reconciled. Let me help you. Right. Dude, awesome. I dig that. I dig that. <laughs> so this one's gonna be hard probably hard to answer we'll see uh what is the best part about filming scream the tv series and what was the worst Ooh, that's good okay so best part of filming the show um i think i, I already said like the cast chemistry and all that kind of stuff right. um i mean let's be the best part was the i think the reception that we got yeah. um we were so nervous about how people were gonna receive this i mean we heard stories of the writers losing hair because they were so stressed about how to write this to honor and show a new thing like it was so good so the best part was we we opened at the la film festivals we were the mm-hmm. first TV show to ever be shown at an la film festival before right and the response was so excellent we were so blown away by the love and support and excitement that um we felt that need to make the rest of it the same right so that was the best part by far was the fans the love um if anybody had a problem they were respectful right they were like i actually hate the ghost face but good job though right so right. it was like exactly. their opinion was they were still like i'm a fan i have right. problems but i'm a fan it was like great the worst part of the show um that is really hard to answer there wasn't many bad parts <laughs> you know like right. we, honestly i would say like well the director was tough to work with or, you know like right. really everybody was really really whoop think i lost you okay I'll, I'll just come up with something so you have something okay. um i wish oh am i back 
Yep, you're back. Am I here? Yep, you're Perfect. here. Perfect. Okay. So the 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 one thing that I'll say is that the writing team was in Los Angeles and we were in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So I had to be really nitpicky and be like a spoiled actor. I would say like, oh, I wish the writing team could be with us in person at the time. So we could like discuss things and do some table reads and all this stuff. Um, But we were on such a, we were on such a tight schedule that they like had to write it, send it. And that was it. So like we, we handled it. We did a great, I really feel great with the, we got to really connect with directors that we worked with who were incredible, um, work with the producers who had great ideas. And then the writer, we literally like your phone would ring on set and you're like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. oh, it's the writer. Like, uh, yeah. They'd be like, okay, so for this next scene, make sure that you, and you're like, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, right, right, right. So you could tell they had the pressure on them that you wanted them to just feel calm that we had it. Um, but that's my one thing that just to, just to give you something to, uh, (laughs) um, so let's see, uh, let me see. What was your inspiration in making the character of Will come to life? Did you do anything specific to make the character your own? And if so, what was it? Um, man, that's really funny. Uh, Will Belmont was basically me in high school. <laughs> that was the easiest thing about Will is I, I was starting to do some character prep and I read through the scripts and I went, if I was a jock in high school, this is what I would be. I, right. I didn't fit in anywhere into one specific group. Um, I, I played sports but I wasn't, I didn't hang out with the jocks at lunch. You know, I was trying, so the, the struggle that we'll had of like, I'm a basketball player, but I'm not a typical jock. I love my girlfriend. I want to be friends with people. I, he never even really like, like bullied Noah, right? Like we, right. we didn't really have like a friendship, but he never like bullied him like a typical right. jock. But so it was very much like I, I connected with Will on that level, which is like, I get it. You don't fit anywhere. You're just trying to be a good guy. And so it was weird. It just clicked so perfectly that I was like, just be yourself. That's right. literally what you have to work at. So exactly. yeah. uh, is that everything? I think I have one more question. It looks like, uh-huh. yes. So uh, the last question I got for you is, do you have any other projects that you would like to promote to the listening and viewing audience and also any social media accounts or websites that you'd like to promote? Oh, sure. I appreciate it very much. Uh, hit me up on Instagram at Connor Weil. Same at Twitter at Connor Weil. Very straightforward. Awesome. I was able to get those easy, twi- you know, tags uh, or those easy handles. I appreciate that. Um, I do have a project in the works that I'm very excited about. We're still in pre-production on it. It is called, it's a movie called Mission Street. And it's completely different from Will and completely different from anything I've done before. It is a hip hop dance movie. Um, I play like a street performer in San Francisco where the the movie takes place. And it is about like dance crews up against each other. It is going to be so fun. The script is magical. Um, And we're we're still trying to, obviously we got pushed with uh, everything going on in the world right now, but um, we're going to get back into it soon. And it is going to be a blast. I've been doing my hip hop training you're gonna see me dance what and um just be more of like a a, a kind of a hustler kind of like street kid of myself so that's my uh, interrupt you for a second uh are you a dancer i am a beginner hip-hop dancer yes okay <laughs> <laughs> so i got some work to do but it'll get there <laughs> sounds good well i uh, thank you so much for joining me i i'm not sure if i'm following you i might be if i'm not i will follow you follow me back uh, that would be great Definitely keep in touch. I would love to keep in touch with everything you're going for, and I can promote anything that you're uh, that you're going through. Um, Sasha Scotty channels are relatively new. I have a couple thousand though on my uh, personal and my uh, my production company ones, but awesome. I'll give you. I will 
totally follow you, but absolutely, awesome. man. Let's be in touch. This is awesome. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Before I let you go, just want to let everybody know that if you're watching this, obviously on YouTube, give me a subscription slash the Scotty YouTube channel. Um, and then, uh, you know, like the video if you like the interview and of course comment. And um, also uh, you can, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, CastBox, OpenBox, Verbal, Breaker, Anchor, and all the other podcasting platforms please uh rate me give me a five-star review and do whatever you can to uh you know promote this interview and you know thank you again connor i truly appreciate it it's been an honor to uh to interview you back at you thank you for the questions thank you yep. for the support i love it thank you thank you you have a good rest of your night all right bye